Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. All right. How you doing, everyone? I'm Russ Salzberg, and once again, I want you all to listen up and get a load of this. As that Bob Dylan song goes, the times, they are a-changing, and I gotta say, changing they are indeed. Team USA can no longer expect to dominate in men's Olympic basketball. But let's not make it the end of the world here stateside. And then there's Team USA's women's soccer. Controversy follows those ladies. Some of it well-deserved, but some of it not deserved. And social media has a whole lot to do with it. So like I said, listen up, because you're really going to want to get a load of this. All right, like, every, every place I went to walking around yesterday, all I was hearing, Russ, what? What's happened to Team USA? What's wrong with the men's basketball team? What is going on? How could they lose to France? How could they lose to this one? They lost They lost games in, in uh, exhibition games. What is going on? You know what's going on, folks? I'm going to tell you what's going on. The other countries are catching up. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to understand that. Don't make the U.S. men's team out to be dogs because they're not, okay? Remember something. The NBA, they all wanted for years, going back to, in particular, going back to the Dream Team with Jordan and company in, in, in 92. Remember? they Everybody was excited that basketball, the NBA was making making it an international global sport. Well, you know what? It is an international global sport. And you have a lot of great international players playing in the National Basketball Association. It ain't like it used to be. And for everybody who was absolutely dumbfounded and shocked, you need a wake-up call and a reality check. You really do. Now, I'm not going to tell you, 
I, I can't say I'm shocked about today's loss. I expected it to be a tough, close game. You know, first of all, and you, you guys know I'm down, guys and ladies and everybody knows, I've been down on LeBron James for a lot of reasons. But one thing you can never take away from LeBron is his greatness. Well, LeBron, not playing for Team USA. Stephen Curry is not playing for Team USA. James Harden is not playing for Team USA. Those are some of the better players who could represent the USA. But I'm not taking anything away from the guys on this team because I give them a lot of credit. A lot of credit. But let's go to the game first off. France beats them 83-76. Again, that did not shock me. What did shock me is the last three and a half minutes of the game, the last three and a half minutes of the game, they were outscored. Team USA went from being up 74-67 to ended up losing the game 83-76. France outscored them in that stretch 16-2. And there were times, there, there was one sequence with about... You know, the last 20 seconds or so got ugly with fouls and this and that, but there was a sequence with about, well, less than 30 seconds to go, um, about the 25-second mark. Team USA had three open looks, three open looks at three-pointers. And each time, clang, clang, clang. They couldn't knock a shot down when they had to. You know what that also tells me? I'm not saying guys are tired. What it tells me, and this is the history of all sports. I don't care what sport it is, if it's baseball, if it's basketball, if it's hockey, if it's soccer, if it's in a boxing match. When you're the favorite and you're expected to win, and you in a close game, and the other team is there, and the other team is there, and the other team is hanging around, you know what? Their keister doesn't get tight. Your keister gets tight because the pressure gets moved to you. And I do believe that's what's happening with Team USA. I genuinely do. And... The, the one thing that bothers me, because Team USA, I guarantee, listen, they, they need to go out the next two games and win. They need to beat uh, Iran and um, the Czech Republic. But that, that aside, we all know about the pandemic, not just this past year, but the, the year before. We, we all know, you know, playing in the bubble. We all know about the protests and taking knees and Black Lives Matter and all that. I've gone through it ad nauseum, okay? But I got to tell you, folks, for all that I criticize those players for doing that and taking the knees and this and that, these are guys, and they're all black men, 
These are guys. They just finished a tough season, a grueling season, a long season that was compacted into shorter days. And you know what? Nobody held a gun to their heads to go represent the United States of America. They wanted to go and to be there. They want to be in Tokyo representing the USA. They want to compete wearing the USA on their jerseys. So I have to applaud them. Three guys. Devin Booker played for the uh, uh, Phoenix Suns. Devin Booker's team lost a heartbreak. Championship Series, NBA Finals to the Milwaukee Bucks. Tough to lose. And he was a key part, is a key part of the Phoenix Suns. You know, nobody would have blamed him and said, you know what, I can't do this. I'm mentally drained, physically exhausted. I can't do this. I'm, I'm, I got to beg out. No. 24 hours later, he was going on his way. Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton were part of the championship team with the Milwaukee Bucks. They just finished not only winning, but a tremendous celebration. They're on an enormous high. They didn't even have time to really enjoy, rejoice, and celebrate it. They hopped on a plane along with Devin Booker and flew to Tokyo. Drew Holiday got there, I I mean, he got there like in the morning, Ended up scoring 18 points for Team USA. So I'm not going to kill Team USA. And when people are saying this is a disgrace and an an embarrassment, that's an embarrassing thing to say. And folks, you know me. I've criticized the NBA and a lot of these players several times. Several times over the past year or two. Several times for their political stances, for a lot of things. They didn't lie down like dogs. They got beat. Evan Fournier led France with 28 points. Who is Evan Fournier some bum? Plays for the Boston Celtics. Rudy Gobert is the center for the Utah Jazz. Nick Batoon plays... For the L.A. Clippers. We're not talking about bums. We're not talking about some Scrabini, um, half-ass college players. We're talking about pros. And, And again, why is everybody so shocked? Like, it's not a rite of passage that the USA must win all the time. Oh my God, the USA had a 25-game win streak snap that goes back to 2004. Holy shit, how could this be? That's reality. That's how it can be. That's how it can be. But, you know, when you talk about anybody who follows the NBA, I mean... Think about who your best players in the NBA are. Some of your best players. 
The guy who just was the MVP of the finals, and, and, and he's going to be an MVP probably again this year, maybe I think for the third year in a row, Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, he's foreign. Greek. The Greek freak. Scored 50 points in the clinching game. Luka Doncic for the Dallas Mavericks, everybody regards him as like the heir apparent to LeBron James in terms of being the best in the league. And he's a kid. So what I'm saying is these pe- the, the NBA and basketball itself is a global international sport. Nobody should be shocked. You want to be surprised? Do you still th- do you still believe the USA should be favorites? Yeah. I'm with you on that. But let's put that provincial ego of ours in our back pockets. It's not a right of passage to win. And I'll tell you something else. Which, by the way, this drove me nuts. What the hell is NBC thinking about? I get up this morning. I see the game is going to start at 8 o'clock. I woke up early. I, I, I was up like a quarter after five. I woke up early. And uh, yeah, I said, you know what? I'm going for my run, my six-mile run. I'm going for it early. So I'm going to get, you know, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll miss a little of the first bit of the game. I come back. The game's supposed to start at eight o'clock. I turn on the Olympics. We got, you got live coverage of the Olympics. I turn on. I'm watching rowing. I'm watching archery. I'm watching beach volleyball, fencing. I'm watching any and everything but Olympic men's basketball. And clearly, folks, it's not because I I am or you are basketball fans. Give me a break. Who's going to say, tell me, that the key event today to be televised, to be seen, was was not men's basketball. USA, France. Tell me. What the hell was NBC thinking about? Then they put it on from like 4 to 6 o'clock on tape. And they're making like you were seeing it for the first time. What a load of crap embarrassment that is. They they put it on. You could see it on the Peacock, this streaming station, a, a channel that you, yeah, I get, you got to pay for it to get. It's, it's not even the money. How do you not put that game on on regular free TV for the folks to see? Somebody at NBC has their head right up their ass because that was a horse shit decision. I'm sorry. There is no other way to describe that. No other way to describe that. But, you know, it, it's a tremendous basketball has become a huge global sport. And and again, I'll re- repeat myself. You've heard me criticize the NBA over the dealings with China. Uh, you've heard me criticize Adam Silver over his dealings with, you know, letting comments from certain people slide, a la um, LeBron James. 
But I, I'm not going to kill the NBA. I'm not going to kill Team USA because they lost. They didn't lie down like dogs. They didn't quit. The one thing that struck me at the end of the game, at the very end of the game, and this tells you the mindset of everybody else. When the game was over, France did not rejoice like, yeah, yeah, we pulled the upset, we showed them. No, they, I'm telling you, Fournier and the rest of them walked off in a very business-like manner. Very business-like. In other words, they, they walked off as if to say, we expected to win, and this is just a first step for us. Now, this was expected to be, in their grouping, this was expected to be, both for France and Team USA, uh, the toughest game for both in this grouping. And it was. USA ended up on the short end of the stick. That's it. So now they got work to do. The, again, the loss doesn't shock me. E- even the 16-2 run that France finished with didn't shock me. What shocked me is that during that stretch, for whatever reason, they the, the, the Team USA couldn't put the ball in the ocean. Like, as I said, in, in a span of about 20 seconds, they had consecutive open-look threes. I'm not talking about with somebody in their face. I'm talking about open-look threes. Clang, clang, clang. That, to me, tell, tells me that, you know what? Nerves was getting to them. <clears throat> a little tight around the collar. A little, you know. I don't. I'm not going to use the word choke because the team that they lost to has talent. You know, just because you wear USA doesn't make you Superman. I felt really bad for Team USA today, and you know what? I think I rooted for Team USA today, and I was watching the game on, on my phone. You know, you know the game cast. Oh man! Oh, they're winning. Oh, they're losing. They went up sixty nine sixty three. Then the next thing I know, it's sixty nine sixty. It was driving me nuts. I I really really was rooting for them because, as I said. I give them a lot of credit for all the things and the disagreements with the politics and everything else. These guys did not have to go and they went. And they went to compete. And I couldn't, you know, they just came off tough seasons. I'm not just talking about the last three, Booker and and, uh, Holiday and Middleton, who were in the finals. I'm, I'm just, you know, Kevin Durant played his ass off for the Nets carried the team on his back before they were knocked out. He was playing without two teammates, two superstar teammates, Harden and Kyrie Irving. You know, and he, listen, he was coming off uh, uh, a year and a half of injury plague seasons. Nobody would have blamed him if he packed it in and said, I, I, I can't do this. I need to rest my body. So I, I kudos to those guys for trying, for, for, for competing, for representing the United States. They came up short. Now it's up to them 
to make sure they take care of business. If not, they go home. And if they go home, while we may be sad, sorry folks, with, with what the hell's going on in this world today, I ain't making it like it's the end of the world. That's just me. You want to differ? You can differ. Now, now let's get to Team USA Women's Soccer. I was really pissed off as many, many, many people were, and I heard from many of them with the opening of um, their opening game. They lose to Sweden, 3 nothing, And I heard a lot of people say, good for them. They deserved it, stuck right up their rear ends. Screw them, this and that. I, I can't root for them. I'm, I'm going to root against them. And I told everybody who said that to me, I'm sorry. Whether I like the the women's politics of Team USA um, and their stances and, and their kneeling or whatever, I'm not going to root against a team that has USA on the front of their jerseys. I just won't. Because then I'm stooping to, to a different level. I'm rooting for the country. Not the people who are wearing the uniform. Really? I I just, I can't. I can't root against my country. I just can't. But anyway... So, it, it, you know, they had a game. They had their opening game on July 21st. Uh, Team USA did. And uh, 11 of Team USA's starters, all 11 of them, players also from Sweden, and the ref as well, they all knelt, got down, and they were all kneeling in a pre-planned demonstration. All right? That's what they did. But, and I, I, believe me, when I saw that, I was ready, I was foaming at the mouth, I was ready to kill them, to kill them. Because everybody thought they were kneeling during the anthem and, and, and all that. That was not the case. But this is what's wrong with social media. A Facebook post used a photo from back in February, I think it was February 18th to be exact. That photo was shared the next day by more than 1,800, was shared more than 1,800 times with over 8,800 comments coming in on it. And part of it was that while the kneeling went on with people wearing Black Lives Matter, they all wearing Black Lives Matter uh, jerseys, they said three players stood. And then there were remarks, I feel sorry for those people who were standing, who were standing for their country. But you see, folks, that did not happen. That did not happen. I was ready to lambaste these ladies for that. But that did not happen. You see, because the reports, all the media reports out of Tokyo were saying that everyone knelt for the demonstration, but everyone, all 
you hear me, all stood for the anthem. Once the anthems were finished, the starters took a knee before the game kicked off. Well, that's a big-ass difference than what we were led to believe. That is an example of what's wrong with social media. We can all be hoodwinked, and you all can't run crazy. I can't tell you how many times me being in TV business, you know, when somebody would come up to me, you know, like whether it was a producer or somebody, Russ, did you see this on, on Twitter? Well, I'm not going to overreact to something that I've seen on, that you see on Twitter. And you heard me say this several times before. My very first news director at City TV in Toronto made this statement, in our business, even if your mother says she loves you, you got to go check out the story. The The meaning behind that is you just can't take anything for granted in our business because you have responsibility to get it right. And how many times have you heard me say uh, about any and everything, all different kind of stories and things that we've covered during the past couple of years, me doing this, get a load of this podcast. How many times have you heard me say, people today, they don't give a shit about being right. All they give a shit about is being first. The system is broke, folks, and it needs serious fixing. And, And listen, It pisses me off every time somebody kneels. Every time somebody kneels. I don't like it. I I think it's it's enough. I've had enough of it. You want to be a politician, go be a politician. And and, and then stop with this shit because I'll hear from athletes, well, they're just saying we're more than athletes. They don't tell they tell us to shut up and just dribble or do this or do that. No. But there's a time and a place. There's a time and a place. And and what really warmed my heart up was the opening night. Eddie Alvarez. Eddie Alvarez was the Team USA flag bearer. Maybe you don't know who Eddie Alvarez was. Well, Eddie Alvarez is. he Right now he's a minor league baseball player. Okay? he He's a minor league baseball player that's going to be playing... Um, for Team USA in the Olympics. Eddie Alvarez also, um, in 2014, won a silver medal to win the Olympics as a speed skater. Then he went on to play baseball for the Miami Dolphins. So now he's in the minor leagues. Eddie Alvarez and his family are from Cuba. Eddie Alvarez with tears in his eyes, talking about, hey, let people go talk to Cuban people and tell them about freedom. And what what a good country and a bad country is. Okay? Talk to somebody who knows, who lived it. No, I I don't have to hear the horse shit from the AOCs and the squads and and the Bernie Sanders and and people of that ilk. I don't need to hear that. Let me hear it from somebody who's lived it, whose family has lived it. Go talk to the people living in Miami and Little Havana. People who appreciate it. You know, if, if you recall, 
these are the same dummies, you know, with Colin Kaepernick. And I hate to bring up that stiff's name, but there was one thing to take a knee. There was something altogether else wearing socks, depicting cops as pigs, and standing there with a Cuban, with a Fidel Castro t-shirt on. Talking about the pluses of Fidel Castro. You know, he did good things with his education system. That's like saying Hitler did good things building highways. What are we talking about here? So, you know, like when I saw Eddie Alvarez and heard his comments, I said, yeah, good. America needs to read and hear about that. But you know what? You don't hear, you'll hear less about that and more about a knee taking a protest. You'll hear more about the lefties. Yeah, we'll, we'll tell them, we'll show like it is. We'll tell them what it is. And when, when you have somebody standing up and displaying patriotism and courage, they're like, yeah, let's put them at the bottom of the page. Yeah, that's what we'll do. We'll, we'll, we'll drop it a notch. We'll put them at the bottom of the page. Really? You know? I, I just, it drives me crazy, folks. There's nothing wrong with having pride in your country. There's nothing wrong with having pride in your country. So, with that, I'm going to root for the men's basketball team. I'm going to root for the women's soccer team. I'm going to root for everybody representing the United States. At the same point, if they're going to pull some protests and criticisms, well, I'll deal with that as I always do. I'll tell it like it is. But in the meantime, that, folks, is a wrap on today. As always, I want to thank you for getting a load of this. Now i like to get a load of you. Tell me what you think of today's podcast. You can always get in touch with me uh, on Twitter at Russ Salzberg. You can get in touch with me uh, on Facebook. You can always check out my website at russsalzberg.com. Uh, big time thank you, as always, to my home here, uh, the Believe Podcast Network, because Believe is the number one podcast network for professionals. But most of all, I want to thank you, the people out there, because without you, the people out there, I'd have nobody in here to be talking to. So until next time, it is I, Russ Salzberg, saying to all of you, bye-bye, so long, and farewell. See you next week. In the meantime, go Team USA. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.